lesson of modern education is Woke kids step, wise kids step, college kids step I'm woke Read more, learn more, change the globe You must learn This is Woke Wise College Kids Welcome to Woke Wise College Kids. I'm your host, Dr. Erin. Thank you for joining us. In this episode, we're going to explore college study habits. So recently, I spoke to a college computer science class about improving their study skills. At the beginning of my presentation, I asked a simple question. What is one hashtag you would use to describe your study skills? One response that stood out to me was, hashtag trash. It's funny, but unfortunately, I would have used that same hashtag to describe my study skills during my first year in college. My trash study skills led me to failing organic chemistry not once, but twice. Studying is an odd thing. Everyone expects us to do it, but no one really showed us how. There's English, math, writing, history courses, but not one course on studying or learning. We learn math, we have to learn how to write, but not how to learn. It's even more frustrating because high school, no matter how rigorous it was for you, didn't require high levels of studying. In fact, most new college students report that they didn't need to study in high school. However, it is a common expectation that new college students come pre-programmed to automatically switch on college-level study skills and learning strategy. Everyone who's failed a test or has gotten a zero on homework in college knows this isn't true. The reason that college seems difficult is because we carry our high school study habits or what's left of them to college because they've worked for us. We made good grades without minimum effort on our part. Our K-12 teachers made it possible because they did a lot of lifting. They gave us frequent quizzes, study guides, and a day before chapter reviews. Homework looked exactly like the test, and they handed out bonus points for a lot of reasons. It's only natural to keep doing the same things in hopes it would get us the same result. But high school and college are totally different places with different expectations. Professors expect you to be independent learners which means that all of the things that our wonderful K-12 teachers did for us to help us learn, we must do for ourselves. A lot of students would come to me as their academic coach, would say, he doesn't teach us. She just goes over the PowerPoint. This test is nothing like the homework. There were no vocabulary words on there, and that's all I studied. Nod your head if you're guilty of saying these things. I'm nodding too. While my experience includes helping faculty improve learning engagement in the classroom, learning is a two-way street, which means students have to do their part to meet their professor halfway. I hope you're asking how. Well, one way is to change the way you think about college learning. The other is to replace your old model of studying with a new updated one. So what's the deal with college learning? Is it hard because it's supposed to be? Or is it hard because it's not what we're used to? I would say yes to both questions. Well, then what are we used to? Let's look at college. In most cases, courses were... Let's look at high school. In most cases, courses were spread across nine months. Teachers covered about a chapter every week. They quizzed regularly. Tests were once a week. 
and homework counted for a significant part of the grade. In contrast, college is almost the opposite. Courses are compressed into semesters. Professors cover a chapter more per class, which is only held one to three times per week. Tests are about three or four weeks apart and homework counts for little. College learning is difficult because it's supposed to be. Not because professors want you to fail or suffer, it's because of the level of learning and independence they expect from you. There are six levels of learning. Each builds on each other and requires a greater amount of effort. The levels are remembering, understanding, applying, analyzing, evaluating, and creating. Remembering and understanding are generally the expected learning outcomes in high school, meaning in order to get an A or a B, you had to master these levels. In college, however, it's expected that you reach higher levels of learning to gain an A or a B. They expect you to get past the first two levels on your own, and they work from there to help you reach the analyzing and applying level. Whenever I work with students, this is where the light comes on. They realize why tests seem foreign and why they are frustrated because they knew the vocabulary in and out and still failed the test, or why that they were mad that they drilled homework only to take a test with one huge problem instead of, five, instead of 25 multiple choice. I hope you're now getting the feeling that passing or failing tests has nothing to do with being smart or dumb. It has everything to do with being strategic and knowing how to attack college-level work. So now that we have established why college learning is hard, it is now time to swap those old study habits for new ones. I have coached hundreds of students using study system adapted from educational psychology research called PLRS. It's based on how the brain learns and pulls together important academic tasks and behaviors so that they are a part of studying, not something you do extra. Within the first weeks of adapting this model, students have gone from failing tests to making A's in their course. While this model goes by many names and variations, we'll use B. Preppy's model, the study guide, for reference. For each class, use this five-step process warm up, engage, secure, study, and test. I'll go through each one. Step number one, warm up. Earlier I mentioned that professors expected you to remember important facts and understand basic concepts before you come to class. Impress them every single time by doing your own warm up prior to class. This step doesn't require a lot of time, but it pays off big time. Take about 10 minutes before each lecture to skim the chapter summary or table of contents, or do a Google search on the topic and watch the video. If your professor has supplied notes or a PowerPoint, you can use that as well. If you have a few extra minutes, sketch out an outline or write down possible questions that will help you sort out murky points. This may be a good time to write out flashcards with important formulas, definitions, dates, and times. One last note, don't feel bad if you don't or you can't read the whole chapter. The brain isn't designed to take in that much information without a structure in place to organize or without any context. Step two, engage in class. Do not skip class. Don't just zone out during class. Now that you've warmed up the brain to receive information, class should be a little less torturous. Your confidence should increase a little because you're able to follow the lecture without feeling totally lost. Take notes and ask questions. However, you are human and not a computer. It's okay to have a lot of points of confusion, 
which is why step three is in place. Step three, secure and transform. Right after class or within 24 hours, you should actively review material. Why right away? Well, you'll help your brain retain what you have processed so far. When you put off studying until the test, you waste time regaining the information you lost during class. The brain holds on to a majority of the information it deems important for up to 24 hours in short-term memory. If we don't actively transfer the information to long-term memory, we lose it for good. Don't believe me? What did you eat two days ago for lunch? You had a hard time remembering, huh? Unless you track your food or made an important effort to remember what you've eaten, you probably don't remember. So what happens during the secure and transform phase? So now that you have some time to familiarize yourself with the topic, this is the time to read the text and fill in the gaps the lecture may have created. Reading during this time goes a whole lot faster because you've been exposed to it before and the brain isn't seeing it for the first time. You should also use this time to transform your notes into a personalized, improved version. It should be a nice combination of your class notes, notes from your professor, and information from the text, customized in a way that makes sense to you. The magical thing about this step is, by the time you complete it, you'll probably know 60 to 70% of information, which makes studying a whole lot easier. Step four, study. Now that you've prepared to study, information is organized, you understand the big picture and medium details, your study sessions can be shortened, focused, and productive. If you can't focus for more than 20 or 30 minutes, then you're in luck. There's nothing wrong with you. In fact, the brain isn't designed to do that. Because of the age of technology, all of our attention spans are shortened if we aren't scrolling, gaming, or swiping. So productive study sessions can last anywhere from 25 to 50 minutes. To get more out of your study sessions, set a realistic goal, i.e. one to two chemistry or math problems, be able to discuss the War of 1812, answer comprehension questions in section 12, or write two paragraphs of my psychology paper. Those should be your goals. It should be reasonable and not set yourself up for failure or disappointment because you can't attain them. The last step. Step five is test. At the end of your study session or at the end of the week, you should test yourself to make sure you know the information. Don't wait until the test to see if you have studied efficiently. This is a huge cause of test anxiety. Some examples of testing include reworking your math or chemistry problems, creating a short answer test for your courses such as biology, history, or psychology, one of the best indicators that you have command of the information is if you can teach it to someone else. If you can explain a concept from beginning to end and answer questions from your pretend students without big hiccups, then you know the information has been thoroughly stored in your long-term memory. Well, that's it. Warm up, engage, secure study, test. That's the study study guide. Using this model forces you to do a little studying every day instead of waiting for a test to cram a week or days before. It saves you time and it helps you to balance fun and studying. You have the opportunity to study more efficiently in less time while making higher grades. This sounds comforting and overwhelming, huh? It's okay. 
Replacing old habits take time. Begin by making a conscious effort to give this a try. It's not going to be perfect. Don't stop trying to adopt this model because you forgot to do one step. Start with a commitment to previewing before class, and you'll see a real difference that will motivate you to be consistent when incorporating the rest of the model. This method has changed the trajectory of so many students I've coached. I hope this information has changed the way you viewed college academics. I hope you realize that academic success is not about personal intelligence. It's all about strategy and effort. I want to know your thoughts about this episode and how stories of how the study guide has impacted your grades. Tweet us at LOC or leave us a voice message via our Anchor page, anchor.fm. You can also visit bpreppy.com for a printable copy of the study guide, as well as how to book an online academic coaching session to help you apply this model to your personal academic needs. As this episode comes to a close, I leave with our thought and quote of the day. The law of harvest is to reap more than you sow. Sow an act, you reap in habit. Sow a habit, you reap character. Sow a character, you reap a destiny. James Allen. Crafting new habits make you a great student and will lead you to your ultimate goal of becoming a college graduate. As always, be wise and stay woke. This podcast is sponsored by BePreppy.com, a college coaching company. Head over to BePreppy.com for free college success resources and to learn how you can secure a personal college coach. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on all social media channels at Be Preppy LLC.